Thanks for tuning in to Spend Less, Live Well with Dr. Josh Luke, dropping serious wisdom, integrating healthy living, finance, and faith into the healthcare process to live your best life. Watch us on YouTube or listen anywhere podcasts are found. Spend less and live well. Welcome back to Spend Less, Live Well. I have a special guest today. I'm excited for you to hear his story. Uh, I had the opportunity to meet Jay Hewitt uh, as a member of Friends Church in Yorba Belinda when he was on pastor staff there. And I just want to share with you before I introduce him that, that my impression of Jay wasn't, was not only that he was a great preacher, but um, he has a passion for life uh, beyond just his passion for God. And I've always just felt that it was an honor to hear him preach and to get to know him and his family through church. And it's my honor to have him on the show today. And I want to share with you uh, his special story. So welcome. Hey, thanks so much. Thanks for having me. So can you just start by sharing? Folks, if you want to follow along, if you're at home, you can actually go to Facebook and Jay has two pages. Can you just share with them the different pages? I think they're both just your name, correct? Yeah, yeah, Jay Hewitt. So I have my, my personal profile, uh, but then I, my, my professional page, uh, Jay Hewitt, that can be followed there or on Instagram at Jay Hewitt. And it's uh, J-A-Y-H-E-W-I-T-T on Facebook and Instagram. So um, Jay, tell us about um, your journey, um, uh, how your family and you ended up at, um, at Yorba Linda French Church, and uh, let's just start from there. Sure. Uh, grew up in a small town, Yucaipa, California, not in a religious home, uh, but uh, a very chaotic home. <laughs> and uh, by the time I was in high school, just headed down a very dangerous uh, path and my life felt out of control. And at just about that time, I had some friends step in and uh, they started uh, inviting me to church, getting me around uh, some better influencers. And uh, I just, I realized um, I don't know how to live my life and uh, heard about Jesus and uh, his offer to teach us how to live our life. And I thought, well, I'm gonna trust you over me on this one because I can see where this is going and it's no good. And so anyway, I became a, a Christian and uh, soon after that decided I wanted to become a pastor and graduated high school uh, without getting arrested anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and went to college out in Orange County at uh, Hope International University to be trained up to become a pastor. And uh, so I had a, a great experience there. And in my time at, at Hope, I started interning at Friends Church in Yorba Linda, working with high school students. And I loved that because my life so dramatically changed as a high school student that as an adult, it was awesome to be able to uh, help high school students figure out who they were and where they wanted to go with their life. And after doing that for about a decade, uh, we ventured out on our own and planted a friend's church in the city of Orange. So we're right down in Old Town Orange in this really hip packing house. Yeah. And uh, I, I'm loving the opportunity to uh, lead a congregation. And what year did you plant that church in Orange? That was 2013. And how's it doing now? Uh, we're, we're thriving. We have uh, outgrown the space. We're working with the, the city for more solutions. Um, but uh, yeah, thriving. Awesome. That's so cool. So I teach at Hope International now. So um, it's uh, there's an intersection there uh, as well. It's been an honor. I just uh, I'm finishing up my first year teaching at Hope. But when you go to Jay's Facebook page, um, his professional page, you're going to see a story that I had the opportunity to read um, before Jay came over. And uh, it was such a neat story. And there was a couple things that I wanted to ask you a little bit more about. Um, 
skydiving on your honeymoon. That one's kind of self-explanatory, but renting a private island in Fiji. Tell us about that. Yeah, so one of these just, uh, I am not a rich man. That sounds like uh, <laughs> like I've uh, got a big bank account. But uh, again, on, my, on our honeymoon, just had the opportunity to rent an island. It was $35. <laughs> and what they did is uh, they put us on a, on a boat, took us out to this island, dropped us off with uh, a picnic basket and a radio to call back for help. <laughs> <laughs> and it was uh, 500 yards away from another island where they filmed Castaway. Oh, okay. And so we had this whole island, probably about a mile in diameter. Uh, we had that island to ourselves for the, for the full day. That's great. Yeah, it was pretty fun. That's crazy. Okay, and one more question on that bio. You mentioned that you got to go backstage uh, at a concert, but you didn't mention which one. Was that by design? Uh, <laughs> no, it wasn't by design. It's probably more just uh, you only have so many words to fit on a page. Okay. All right, so can you share which band it was? Yeah, well, you know, it was uh, up at uh, Bridgestone Benefit up in uh, San Francisco, and so there was um, Neil Young, uh, Billy Idol. Oh, wow. I love Billy uh, Idol. I've seen that show. Yeah, REM. <laughs> there cool. was all sorts of, of people. Neat story. Yeah, yeah. Neat story. Well, Jay, um, just shortly after you planted your church in Orange, um, there was a life-changing event in your life. Can you tell us about that? Um, because I think it really leads into uh, the rest of your story as well. Yeah, you know, one of the most captivating things that, that Jesus said in the Bible is that if you put your faith into him, He'll give you life to the fullest. And uh, I've always been drawn to that because even before being religious, uh, I loved uh, kind of extreme things and, and squeezing the most out of life uh, experiences that way. And, um, and so I've always lived my life that way. And then um, with Jesus in the picture, just added another dimension, my spiritual life as well. Um, so all that to say, life is going really well. It's going according to plan and even better than I could plan sure. for. And then a curveball came. Uh, I had a seizure out of nowhere. Never had a seizure before. I had no idea what was going on. Um, went to the doctors. They uh, did an MRI mm -hmm. and uh, I got a, a phone call and it was the doctor uh, himself, which that's never a good sign on a Sunday afternoon, yeah. calling from his home. Uh, and he wanted to let me know that he saw the images and I had a uh, good size tumor on my brain, um, right in the center of my brain. Mm. And uh, that was a, a pretty devastating moment. I remember just feeling like I got the, the air knocked out of me and then having to walk upstairs uh, where I saw my wife, Natalie, and she had just bought a brand new dress. She was putting it on. She asked me if I could zip up the back. And as I was zipping mm -hmm. it up, I just let it out of, honey, I, I have a brain tumor. And we just both kind of collapsed into each other. Mm -hmm. It's a story to hear. Um, and, and were you um, already a parent then, or was that something that so how old was your daughter at the time? Uh, at that time, she was uh, two years old. Okay. 
So um, I think everyone can understand what, what a difficult, I don't think anybody, not a lot of people can relate, but uh, I think everyone understands what a life-changing moment that is for a young couple, a young family with a young child. Um, tell us about, um, so where did you go from there? Especially being a man of faith, where, where did you go from there? Yeah, I mean, so many things race through your minds and there's, there's so many decisions that need to be made and how am I going to react to this? And, um, you know, as we learned more about my disease, I came to find out that I had brain cancer. It was terminal. There was no cure for this. There was treatment that could slow it down and prolong my life, but my life would be uh, greatly shortened. And uh, so I had to begin to ask myself, how do I want to live these years that I have? Now, I have faith that God is the author of life. And if he wills it to give me longer than the doctors uh, have uh, given me, then that will be how my life will go. But I'm also, I know I need to be courageous enough to look at uh, the doctor's prognosis and say, this is a very real possibility. And so if this, this uh, prognosis comes to pass, how am I going to live my life? And because I've lived a life where uh, I've tried to live life to the fullest up to this point, I didn't have a long bucket list of all these things I wanted to do because anytime anything came up, I tried to seize the moment and do what I could. And so instead I decided, okay, what can I invest in? What do I have that I can invest my time and energy in during this time? And uh, uh, as I prayed on it and thought through it, I just got this sense of desire to do an Ironman triathlon. That's 140 miles of swimming, biking, and running uh, all in one day. And a lot of people would, would, you know, say to that, well, that's, that's crazy. Why would you heap on suffering on top of suffering? Yeah. Um, but for me, uh, I had a couple of concerns, uh, three main concerns. My first concern was my daughter. Uh, I wanted to invest in her and teach her resiliency. I wanted to teach her that when you get knocked down, you find hope in Jesus, you get back up and you press on. And so uh, she was going to see me sick. And I want her to also see me get back up and press on. And uh, I love Iron Man's motto that anything is possible. Because it really, when somebody sees you uh, uh, complete a race of that magnitude, uh, it, it inspires that anything is possible. And I want my daughter to see that even when you get knocked down, anything's possible. What a great approach. Folks, we're going to do a whole separate um, show just speaking about Ironman and training and the physical and mental approach to um, Iron Man and, and, and the new endeavor that he's taking to share that story with you on social media. But what I want to do before we wrap up this show in the next few minutes is I want to tell you about, uh, have Jay tell you about the opportunity that came up for him to not only have brain surgery, but to have a unique type of brain surgery and what the result of that surgery was. So can you share that story with us? Yeah, um, because of the location of my tumor right in the center of my brain, it was a very, very high risk uh, brain surgery. And uh, there were only five surgeons 
who are practicing right now that are qualified to attempt this surgery. And uh, one happens to be in San Francisco. And so I got connected with him and, and we prepped. And, uh, you know, the center of your brain is what controls uh, movement, personality, uh, a lot of high functioning uh, skills. Um, and my tumor was not just a cyst that needed to be removed, it's actual brain matter that needs to be removed. So you would need to cut uh, away brain matter to cut out the tumor. Um, and so in order to do this, I had to go through extensive testing where they mapped out um, all these different portions of my brain. And then during the surgery, uh, he told me I'd have to remain awake during the surgery so that he could test uh, my cognitive responses uh, before removing any, uh, any uh, pieces of tumor that needed oh. to be removed. And so uh, it was quite, quite a journey to, you know, they, they put you uh, under to start the surgery. And then uh, uh, once they open you up, then they wake you up. Mm. And um, yeah, I remember coming to and the, my surgeon asking me, hey, how are you, how are you feeling? Talking to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And telling him, hey, I'm doing well. And, you know, he would, uh, he would say, all right, Jay, tell me if you, can, uh, if you can feel this in your leg. And he'd press with a little electrode and I could feel a surge down my leg. Sure. Yeah, yeah, I can feel that. He'd say, okay, tell me if you can feel this uh, in your mouth. And he'd press and it felt like my tongue <laughs> would swell up. And I'm, yeah, I can feel that. You know? <laughs> now it wasn't swelling up, but it just felt that way. The brain is a, a crazy, crazy thing. So the, the surgery, um, just to wrap up here in the next 60 seconds, so was the surgery successful? Are you completely cured? Are you still at risk? Yeah, coming out, 100% successful, all visible tumor removed. Uh, but with brain cancer, uh, the cancer is never completely removed. So I'm still in, I still have a terminal disease, but I'm in the best position possible. Great. That's great. Hey folks, we're going to actually do two or three sessions with Jay. Uh, this is the first session uh, uh, helping you get to know him and his story. You can follow him on Facebook and Instagram at Jay Hewitt. Um, Jay, thanks again for being our guest and uh, we'll talk a little bit further about uh, your training for Ironman. Cool. Thanks. Thanks for tuning in to Spend Less, Live Well with Dr. Josh Luke, the crossroads of integrating healthy living, finance, and faith into the healthcare process to live your best life. Watch us on YouTube or listen anywhere podcasts are found. Spend less and live well.